Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Go for it. Call the fan at 877-337-6666. Powered by Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com. a.m. The warm-up show with Al and Jerry. Whatever it is you want to talk about in the world of sports or even uh, not the world of sports. You want to talk about something else? I'm here for you. Aruba or pizza or, I mean, whatever. (laughs) Whatever uh, worldly advice that you need from me. Dating advice, of course. We're good for that. Whatever it is you want to discuss. 877-337-6666. And I know somebody who could use all sorts of advice. Stuart in, in Brooklyn. Stuart, good morning. See, here's the issue. I mean, at some point, it's going to become a safety thing, right? Do, it, it already is. Well, right. I mean, it it already is. Michigan State? Well, that's, I mean, I that's. Mean, that's you, know, you want to know what the people, they, these people have lost their mind. Most of them don't even belong on the streets. 
let alone in baseball, in stadiums. Now, you're somebody that has had anger issues. You admit it yourself. Have you ever yeah. gotten to the point with rage where you felt like you wanted to jump the barricade and go punch an athlete no, or something no, in the face? No, never, never, because I respect them. Right. I was a, I was a, I, when I was younger, I was a, I played baseball. Never professionally, but I played baseball with my friends. We worked out. We worked out 15 hours a day from 7 o'clock in the morning to 10 o'clock at night. But what about that we anger? Would, I mean, has it made you ever no, want to punch, no, punch somebody? Understand one, understand one thing. Like if you got I road rage. get to a point where I'm going to go out and attack someone. Right. These people are trying to make a living. And if these other people can't respect that, then don't go to the game. Did you see the video? I mean, it's out. You could just Google it. But it was pretty, I mean, you could picture it. You don't have to actually go watch the video. But it was pretty crazy to see uh, somebody, a fan just jumped the barricade and go charge another athlete and, and hit him. I mean, I mean that's assault, brother. I mean, you can't and do let, that. Let, can I tell you something? That person, that person should never be allowed in another stadium ever. At the very least. No, period. Yeah. And then you should put, put, they should lock them up. I don't say for life. I don't, I would say maybe t- 10 years. I mean, ten, I, I think 10 years would be significant. Yeah. And you want to know what? Maybe if you do that to a number of people that go and do things like that, Sal, maybe it would stop. Correct. These guys, these people don't understand. And I don't know how much alcohol, to to get back to your original point, I don't know how much alcohol uh, plays a part in this stuff. I don't know if it played any part at all uh, in this particular It probably does. Let's just say that much. It probably does. Right, but they're not going to ban it, and you know why. Money. Correct. So what's going to take priority? Is it it Uh, money or safety? uh, make it uh, a lot harder to purchase. Yeah, but they don't want to do that because of the money, right? Yeah, well, the thing is, they make it a lot more expensive to buy. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I guess... They make it a lot more expensive to buy, and only the people that have the money who are maybe a lot more responsible in their act. In yeah, their I don't know, if, but I don't know about that. I mean, I've seen plenty of you know people that are... Uh, you know uh, that uh, that are wealthy that can can go out there, oh, yeah. drink like too they, much, and act, act obnoxiously and all that stuff. You want to know something? The problem is, it's not the alcohol, it's not anything, but the way society is. Well, it's today. the individual people. It's not not it's everybody's the society like that today. The individual people, the whole bunch, they act irresponsibly, and that the the bad part about it is they think they can get away with it. Well, they can, apparently. The guy's already out of jail. Well, guess what? He should be put back in jail. Agreed. I think that the... put back in jail, and then you want to know what? Because if he's going to be let out of jail just like that, give me a break. I would take it... it I I would take it a step further. And again, I know that I have a a harsh uh, penalty here. I have a harsher penalty than you. If you... I would never do something like that. Agreed, but you nobody should ever even think to do anything like that. Set yeah. foot on a on a court, on a field, or I take it a step further. If you throw something like a bottle of water, whatever, what possesses you to think that you can throw something at another at another human being during a, a live sporting event, or really ever? Like if you do that, you should be banned again and maybe right. you know punished. Like you can't, you just can't right. do that. I mean, you know, let's go to uh, somebody who said who did something that may keep players coming from the Knicks. 
Now, I'll give you an example. James Dolan told the fan, because the fan said to him, sell the team, he banned him from Madison Square Garden. Right. And that's, that's a little harsh. Because if you can't say something to someone, he didn't go up and attack James Dolan, but he said something to him, and he banned him. Well, I guess it's within his right to do it, but I mean... I like like Dolan's way of thinking, because he shouldn't have done that, banned him from from the garden. But the way he approached it, yeah, he felt threatened. Yeah, that's Dolan. That's the real-life Twitter block. Like, Dolan does it in real... He doesn't need to go on social media and block people. he doesn't. He does it in real life. Real real life, he'll just block people. Okay, you don't like me? You're going to curse me out to my face or say that I saw it? Guess what? You're never coming to my building again. Bye-bye. And guess what? That approach should go to these people that go and threaten and go and do stuff like throwing bottles and stuff and jumping on the field and whatnot. They should be banned for life. Agreed. They should be banned. But at the very least, I think there's got to be a harsher penalty. At the very least, but they should not be let out of jail right away. It's just scary. It's scary to think that that's a possibility. And you know what may happen eventually, too? Maybe there'll be netting. You know how in baseball there's netting now down the lines. Maybe it'll go all the way around. Maybe they'll, you know, they'll have to play these games like hockey with boards up, with glass boards up. I, I don't know. I mean, maybe that's what we're getting to where. I think, uh, you know what? If that's the way it's going to be, then that's the way it's going to be. Yeah. That's be... the way it's gonna be. Because, well, I know something. You can't go and threaten athletes trying to make a living playing a game. Playing a game. A game? A baseball is a game. Well, you have large crowds out there where anything could happen with that amount of people, whether it's 18,000, whether it's 70,000, whatever it may be. It's just crazy to think that all it takes is one person that can do major damage if if they want to. that one person can also set off other people who are thinking about doing it. Right. Well, that is true, too. I mean, that's ridiculous. I go to baseball games. I watch. I go to enjoy the game. I go to relax, have a good time. Without the like when I went with you guys last. Yeah, night, I know. I had to hold you back from running out onto the field. Remember when you were going to run on the field and I held your jacket and said, "No, Stuart, don't do that." I was never going to run out on the field. Oh, I thought you were. I thought you got angry. No, Sal. Come on, you think I'm going to go out in the city field? Maybe, and maybe that was Hector. I'm sorry, it might, might have been Hector that did it. I think it was Hector, not me. What if uh, What if we went to a Yankee game instead and you saw Brian Cashman there? Would you want to run on the field then? No. And as you said, punt his head through a field goal post? No, because oh. you want to know what? Like I said, I didn't want him as my general manager. What about your neighbors? Would you? How would you handle that? I just ignore <laughs> them now. <laughs> I ignore them. They, Good for they you, Stuart. They were glitch. We've, now they were glitch. We've grown. We've grown. No, Sal, why? Goose Robba. You think I want to be led away in handcuffs? Mm. Bracelets on my on my hands? You know, I think I was oh. dreaming about bacon yesterday. And I'm not trying to bring it up Stop. again but to, to make you, you know, sick or anything. But because I brought it up on the air, you know, sometimes that happens, weird things throughout the day. Who knows yeah. why you dream certain things that you do. But um, I, I had a dream about bacon last night. Yeah, go ahead. What was it? No, I, I don't really. just that it was there. Sal, I, mean, I used bacon seven days a week, sometimes twice a day. Mm. And that's what got me sick. Fleegs had a big bacon station at his wedding. You missed it. Right, Fleegs? You had like, there was a, ba- a whole bacon station with beer involved and everything. Yeah, yeah oh, whiskey and bacon. Something? Whiskey so, and bacon. It was delicious, so, actually. So, mm-hmm. that's, what, that's what collapsed one of my arteries.
when I had my surgery in 2006. Yeah, but you had the it. The bacon collapsed my artery. Like anything else, you, you have to have it in moderation, Stuart. You yeah, can't but, have it seven days uh, a week. Uh, no, 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 no. That, sm- that smell, I could <laughs> smell it a mile away back then. I could literally <laughs> smell it a mile away south. And when I smelled it, I had to have it. I had to have it. Now I don't even you got, you're going. Now I know the smell. I think everybody listening knows the smell. If you've I lived, you've even, smelled bacon even, before. I can't even it's delicious. think about it. I can't even think about it. Yeah, right, unless you've had COVID, of course, and I had no sense of smell anymore. I had, didn't have COVID. No, no, I'm just saying in general. Fleet, you never yeah. had sense of smell or just the COVID guy? No, never. You've never in your life been able to smell anything? No, we've been over this. I forgot this. Really? Never. I thought you lost it during COVID. I was just like, oh, all right, you can't smell anything. No, COVID brought some people to my level. Wow. I wonder if that's I mean, a good thing. And that's like a superpower, right, Stuart? He's not going to be. He's not going to be tempted by bacon. He can't smell anything. <laughs> Maybe that's a good thing, Mike. Maybe that's a good thing. <laughs> you know what, Sal? I can't even think about it. That's why when you said what you said yesterday about you know who yeah. and what what happened, I can't. Well, what do you I mean, Rihanna or bacon? It. I can't risk it. And hey, Rihanna, well, you have to risk it, Stuart, and thank you for the call. If, if your chance with Riri? We'd risk it now. We're a lot younger than Stuart. Yeah, right. Seven days a week, sign me up for bacon if it means hanging out with Riri. I don't think Stuart had ever said that part. Seven days a week, sometimes twice a day. Yeah, that's... When he said bacon, he had problems with it. I, I've heard that before. <laughs> I thought he, you know, ate it maybe t- one day a week, two days a week. Are you surprised? Stuart. That I mean, I love bacon. I could never go near it seven days a week. Yeah. I don't know if there's anything. I mean, even pizza, which I love. Can I have that seven days a week? I don't, I can't have anything seven days a week, I don't think. Is there anything that you would want And seven? then eat it a second time on some days? Yeah, no. right. Two-a-days? Sue was having two-a-days with bacon. He has a love affair with bacon. You can tell by the way he talks about it. He was gushing about Rihanna the other day, yesterday. Today he was gushing about bacon. I bring it up to him and he just, he stops in his tracks. He's dreaming of Riri. And then all of a sudden I throw in the bacon in there. and he's The just, way he talked about the smell was oh, just was more great. passion than any person <laughs> talked about their significant other on Valentine's Day yesterday. Right. Uh, find someone that loves you the way Stuart loves bacon. 877-337-6666. Jim is in Haverstraw. Jim? Or Haverstraw. Uh, What's up, Jim? Sal, bacon, man. Bacon is so good. That smell is fantastic. I think the smell is better than the taste. That This is what I'm saying. It's, 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 it's you know, I'll take Riri. That smells like bacon. <laughs> <laughs> it's not bad. I the, the one thing with bacon, and, and for the record, like if I had to choose sausage or bacon and usually you do i'm going sausage all day every day now the one yeah, good sorry but it, it it all depends right so if, if i'm doing the egg sandwich i'm doing the sausage but you know you give me a blt with that crispy bacon you know I, you know to, to put sausage on the lettuce tomato um or it depends on what type of sausage are you going links are you going patty i mean there's a lot good of questions you know, good good excellent question here now let me just say that i'm not opposed to bacon but i am opposed to bacon that is undercooked i need my oh. bacon to fall apart when i touch it like that's how crisp it's got to be that i could break it 
with with my fingertips if I needed to. One bite, it's just crispy as anything. That's what I need my bacon. Me and you are the same person. Do you ever try microwaving bacon? Yes, of course. Because it it it, it crisps it up pretty good, but you got to be careful because you you will take too much uh, juice out of it. But I need a complete. I don't like when it's chewy and grizzly. It's disgusting. I, no, and you can see some of the fat pieces on it. No, thank you. I I don't even eat it. I will leave it. Like if you go to a breakfast buffet, which by the way is one of my favorite things in the world, and I was a little yeah. disappointed in the Hyatt uh, breakfast buffet at uh, in Aruba. Where my wife and I were just at. But if you go to breakfast buffet, I'll get a little bit of everything. If the bacon is soggy, I, I leave, I'm not touching it. Sausage links are fine. I'm not having a patty unless it's on a sandwich. I like the sausage links with my eggs, and that is it. And a nice, crispy piece of bacon, if they have it, I could eat that. Absolutely. And I'm the guy at the, the breakfast buffet who's got the tongs flipping around the bacon <laughs> to look for that crispy piece. Because I, I got too much of the fat yeah. laying around it. Yeah, you can't eat the fatty bacon. No, that's no good. Nah, it's horrible. Hey, so uh, just real quick, I want to uh, jump in. You know, the, the lunatics jumping on fields and, and, you know, punching people and stuff. How about this one? I'm going to show you how dedicated I am to my team and my city and show you how much I love where I live by going out and destroying the city when my team either wins or loses. What about those people? I mean, flipping cars, lighting them on fire, I, it, it, it makes no sense to me. It's like the day before you're in the deli, you know, saying, hey, what's up, bud? Uh, grabbing a bottle of water, and the next day you're throwing a brick through the window because your team won, lost? I don't get it. Yeah, I don't get that either. I, now, I'm assuming that this is some kind of release. Look, I, I just don't get it. I mean, I, I, as passionate a sports fan as I am, as I was my entire life, I never even thought to wreck things, uh, especially during a win. I mean, I took a bat to a stereo once, a wiffle ball bat to a stereo once after Clemens drilled Piazza and he was laying there with his eyes rolling back in his head. Uh, so that's a different type of damage. But like to run in the streets and basically create or cause a riot, I, I I don't get it either. I don't understand how people think that that behavior is acceptable just because of a team winning a championship or, or getting to the Super Bowl, or whatever it may be. Well, but, and, and that's what I'm saying. And, and, and in this situation, it's so strange with the mob and the pack because it's a, it's a city or a town team, right? Um, win or lose. And it's like literally the, the, you know, the guy um, in the business suit who's, you know, uh, an accountant, the, the guy who's, you know, this, that. And now they're, they got the jersey on, the face paint, and they're lighting a car on fire. And then the next day wake up and, you know, they walk out and they're like, oh, what happened last night? It's like, you know, it's like a heckle and jive. Uh, 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 yeah, Jekyll you know and Hyde, I mean? yes. Thank you, Jekyll and Hyde. But it, but it, 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 it boggles my mind because it's, it's it's like it's imprinted in people's heads like almost like you're you're supposed to do that and you know being on the outside looking in because i would never you know entertain such a thing i want to grab some of these people and just let them watch themselves because i mean it's like why are you flipping somebody's car and lighting it on fire like what, what is that gonna do what does that do yeah i don't i i don't get it jim you're right and that's another level of it and thank you for the call appreciate you checking in uh, I I just I don't I never understood that the rec now it's easy I guess or, or easier to say it as a forty three year old semi adult but even as a kid I just 
you know, to me, there's a, a line that you don't cross in that type of behavior under any circumstance. First of all, it's illegal. Like, I mean, call me what you want, but I was always afraid to do anything that was against the rules. I mean, that's just the, 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 the way I was raised. I'd be worried about my father. You can't do certain things. So to act reckless like that and think that you could just get away with things because of the environment, that has never really been uh, a thought process in my mind. I, I never understood it. We have a special guest apparently on the line here. He's a big fan of sausage, I hear. And uh, my mom would take a little oil in the pan with a, and uh, take a little garlic and onion, and she would mix the Italian sausage with a little bit of fennel seed, and it was awesome. And so, the, so they would take that sausage left over. She would, my grandma Caprio would put it on pizza pie. Now, here's the thing. When you eat sausage like that, a lot of olive oil, a lot of drippings, you got to have a nice base of linguine. So she would take the linguine out of an al dente pan, leave that dry, and then put the sausage over it, and then days later put the sausage in the mananan. And the sauce was so good, and the, and the sausage together, what it would do is it would blend so nice two days later that we would have uh, a nice a nice sausage base. She'd take the pork and mix that in with the gravy, and we'd have sausage, meatballs, and pork for Sunday dinner. Did you, Artie, did you ever have uh, Gary or Howard over for a Sunday dinner? <laughs> so, down at my beach house, this was years ago, we had two stoves in my house. So, let, let me tell you something. So, before I get Gary in here, I used, you know how painters, you know, who like to paint, have a can? Mm-hmm. And they keep the paint can, the paintbrushes. I got a, I got a can around the house with vinegar and oil in it with my utensils. <laughs> it's so funny. I've seen that. Hey, it's Gary. Hello, hello. Um, so, real quick, real quick. So, we're at Artie's house at, on the shore. His mom was cooking broccoli rabe. She started, she was cooking breakfast sausage, which, you know, I always kind of liked. I like Jones. I like Park. I like Patties. Uh, whatever. I liked it with eggs. It's great. But a whole she upped, upped her game later in the day when she started, and the smell was amazing. It was a football Sunday. And she started cooking, uh, I don't know if it was, I think it was two different kinds of Italian sausage. I had, I had about nine helpings. It was, <laughs> it was, it was with uh, focaccia. No, it was. It was focaccia. She cooked focaccia. She cooked, uh, she even mixed in them triadels for dessert. It was awesome. And lasagna. So, oh, the sausage lasagna was great. Um, one of the things I loved about the sausage lasagna is because it really holds the sauce. And she mixed in chopped meat, which was great. But, 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 but my God, what she also does that's great was days later, she make a, she make a sausage and regatta pie to knock your socks off now. Yeah. Or, no, I'm, I'm, I'm familiar with it. That, that's great. And it's great to hear from both of you, Artie oh, and, I know, and I know. Gary. I, 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 my mouth started watering. I mean, I, I even think since it's February, the, the month of chocolate, chocolate sausage, which, <laughs> which, I, chocolate sausage, that's an interesting idea. Yeah. The, the thing, when I, we would talk about Kevin Bacon, I always called him Kevin Sausage. Uh, was each. Well, and, uh, yeah, thank you for checking in, Artie and Gary. Always great to, to hear from you. I don't know, uh, you know, I appreciate you listening at this hour. I'm sure you got to get uh, ready for work there, Gary. And although, who knows, probably another off day for Howard. Uh, what is Artie doing these days? Anybody know? You know, I once had him, at, the real Artie, actually, on uh, when I was down on the minors at OR. I had him on. And eh, not a bad guy. 
I mean, obviously he had some issues, but not a bad guy. The Sour Shoes Noin gets me every time. The Gary is tremendous. So thank you for checking in and helping entertain on this Wednesday morning. We'll be back to your calls on the other side, 877-337-6666, whatever it is you want to discuss. We've been talking, uh, you know, started the show talking about the Jets quarterback situation and Aaron Rodgers did a lot of baseball with Buck Showalter, uh, you know, meeting the media for the first time and Verlander throwing a bullpen, Yankees and their issues, getting a left fielder, trading Glaber potentially. Then got into this uh, player being attacked, a Colombian soccer player being attacked by a fan. We've been talking about that. So whatever it is you want to discuss on this Wednesday morning, going till 5 a.m. with the warm-up show with Alan Jerry, it's Sal Licata on the fan. Sanchez gets hit, the ball is loose, and it's alive. And then going into the end zone is Steve Gregory. When this happened, you talked about it on the fan. And it was the backside of Brandon Moore that knocked the ball out. When New York sports happens, talk about it here. The Fan, 1019 FM, and always live on the free Odyssey app. Seven three three seven sixty six sixty six. was just reading the post. A the back page is talking about uh, Jalen Brunson. How uh, my buddy Peter Body used to work with him a bunch at SNY, and he wrote the article on how Brunson could be the best free agent signing in the history of the Knicks. Which initially it's like, oh come on, it can't be that good, can it? But then you actually think about it, and Body goes on to write. Oh, about a couple of the other notable free agent signings, Allen Houston, first and foremost. Um, he mentions John Starks and Anthony Mason, but they were not traditional free agent signings. Um, as you know, they were kind of players that were came from nowhere and turned out to be great players. So I don't know if you could count them. He brings up Amari Stoudemire, uh, Tyson Chandler, who I always thought was overrated anyway. But the bottom line is, well, two things. One, Brunson might just be the best free agent signing ever in Knicks history, which is crazy to think. Two, man, have the Knicks sucked for the better part of two two decades. I mean, one playoff series win in 23 years. And even that year was terribly disappointing. You know, the Carmelo year where they lost, where Tyson Chandler, which is why I can't stand Tyson Chandler, got chewed up and spit out by Roy Hibbert in a disappointing end to that season. Had they beaten the Pacers, fine. Lose to the Heat, understandable. You cannot lose to the Pacers. Disappointing year. And that was the best year or the most successful as far as, you know, playoff success that they've had in 23 years. Come on here. We're going on a lifetime. What is happening? How were the Knicks, a team that I thought my entire childhood growing up, I swear, I've told this story plenty of times before. If you would have told me in 1994 or 95, hey, there's going to be a point in your life where the Knicks are basically not going to be in the playoffs for the better part of two decades. They'd be like, what? The Knicks aren't going to be in the playoffs? What, are you kidding me? You mean like they're not going to finish top four or they're not going to win many? What do you mean? Out of the playoffs? Out of the playoffs, wasn't even something a Nick fan in the 90s could comprehend. 
and I was too young to, you know, have a, a better grasp pre-Ewing. Ewing was already there when I started becoming a fan of the Knicks. So play no playoffs wasn't even a a thought. It would be embarrassing enough if the Knicks didn't finish in the top four. Fast forward to where we are now, 20-plus years later, and, I mean, they, they, they've done nothing. It is actually hard to be that bad. Think about it. Like, by luck, you would think that they'd advance in the postseason. You would think that they would run into a successful five-year period. And now I guess I know why younger fans love Carmelo. For me, it was an embarrassment because I compared it to the 90s teams that I grew up watching. But for Nick fans who are a certain age, I mean, that's all that they've had in 20-plus years. If you're 30 years old right now, you're too young to know about the 90s Knicks. Melo's all you had. And I hope, and you know what, maybe Brunson and Randall and company can get them over the hump and, and win a playoff series. And man, will that be a big deal. Sad, because not only was the playoffs a given, the first round victory was a given for those Knicks. First round was essentially a bye. But think about that. Good job by Body coming up with that article. Brunson could already be the Knicks' best free agent signing ever. We're halfway through the season. Knicks back in action tonight, closing out, uh, I guess, the first half or whatever as they head to the All-Star break. Uh, they'll be playing in Atlanta tonight. Jimmy's calling from New Haven. What's up, Jimmy? Hey, how you doing, Sal? Good, Jimmy. How are you? I wanted to bring up a point. I don't know if you remember this. About 10 years ago, Coach Tom Gamboa with the Kansas City Royals. Yes. yes. My father and son, and they had a pocket knife and all that. I didn't know if you remember that. So I, to uh, I forgot so. about it, but then Marco brought it up as he was doing a little research, and, and after he mentioned it, I do recall that, yes. All right, buddy. I appreciate you. No no problem, Jimmy. Thank you for bringing that one up. Yeah. I mean, it's scary to think about. Random attack on a first base coach. Like, what? I mean, look, there are certain things in life we'll never understand. But when you actually see it play out, especially in the sports world, you know, in the real world, we know, which is why I usually try not to pay attention to it. We know there are a lot of bad, disappointing, sad things that happen. The sports world is supposed to be an escape from that reality. When you see players getting attacked and you think back to the times it has happened before, you know, it's scary. Ed is calling from Howell, New Jersey. What's up, Ed? Hey, Sal. How you doing tonight? How are you, Ed? I'm doing great. I think they, I, I, I can't believe that that soccer player wasn't able to tune that guy up. I mean, you watch, you watch like a couple years ago, like when, the, when that guy, when the Rams were doing their Super Bowl run. And that guy ran onto the field, and that what was it? Defense, defensive end, or a, or a linebacker just laid the guy out like a sack of potatoes. I mean, that I mean, these guys are professional athletes. Well, the soccer guy did get him. So what happened? Well, did you see the video or no? No, I didn't. So the soccer player didn't have his. He had his back to the fan who leaped the the wall to get on the field. So he was completely blindsided. The fan comes up and kind of like hits him with a punch or an elbow to the back of the head. Soccer player goes down initially, startled, gets up, turns around, sees what happened, and then runs as fast as he could against this uh, out-of-shape fan, closed the gap quickly, and then he in turn tackled him, and I believe he started kicking him and stuff like that. So he did get his licks in on him. 
Oh, well, okay. But I like the way to handle it in the NFL. Just tune them up. Yeah, I mean, but still, it's no. And thank you for the call, Ed. Yeah, I mean, sure, tune them up. But then you also got to be careful. I don't know what the exact law is, but let's just say that somebody jumps the. Would you be surprised? Somebody jumps the field. They go to attack you, but you in turn beat the snot out of them, and you're the one who's getting sued because you did so so much damage. Uh, I mean, I'm sure that that's probably uh, the case. You can't. You know, you can't take run that risk. Tune them up. And even if you could, and again, I don't know what the exact law would be in that situation, self-defense or not, how much of it can you get away with, whatever. But the point is not what to do to the fans who get on the field. It's how to prevent it from even happening. And the way to do that is to have a severe penalty, not just a punch in the face or to get tuned up, the severe penalty to the extent that no fan anywhere would ever think about crossing that line. Because if they do, they'll be spending, whatever, 10 years in prison. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. We have a mic and you have a phone. Call the fan at 877-337-6666. Powered by Superbook Sports. Visit superbook.com. Fan 877-337-6666 is the number to call. Going on 5 a.m. The warm-up show with Al and Jared. Get into the Yankees uh, on the other side in a little bit and catch up on anything you might have missed while you're sleeping. We started the show talking about Aaron Rodgers and the Jets quarterback situation. It's been kind of a mishmash for the re- uh, remaining four hours. Uh, but I still wanted to get to uh, something with the Yankees, young players, and Eric Bieniemy. I know we talked a little bit about him uh, yesterday. But there was some fuss being made about it again with him not getting hired. So maybe we get into that uh, as well uh, in the final hour. Plus your calls, of course, at 877-337-6666. Eric is calling from Ron Conkema. What's up, Eric? Hey, Sal. Good morning. Uh, you know, you mentioned uh, you know the, your experience with the, with the Knicks growing up as far as contemplating <clears throat> not being in the playoffs. I mean, that's pretty much how it is. And how it's been for the last 30 years for the Yankee fans. Right. <clears throat> you know, if they were to go through any kind of drought of not making the playoffs, even for, let's say, a five-year period, they're not going to know what to do with themselves. You know, it, it's going to be unheard of, you know, very much like it was 
growing up in the, in the nineties with uh, with the Knicks. Even I would have you a know. hard time believing that, though, with the Yankees. Well, sure, point. of course. I mean, you know, <laughs> right. it, with the Knicks, it was different because it was my first experience with it, right? I mean, I probably started following them maybe late 80s and really in the early 90s when I really got into it. So it was all I knew, and it only lasted 10 years or so. The Yankees right. has been going on for 30 years. Right, right, right. So, uh, but yeah, I, just, I thought of that when you when you were mentioning it. You know, uh <laughs> It's funny. I mean, every time uh, Bacon comes on, I you know comes up. I, I obviously I think it's Stewart, but uh, you know this is starting to become one of the few shows where I'm going to have to go on a diet just from listening to the show. <laughs> you know, I mean it's uh, although I got to say while while you were away, <clears throat> you, you might not have heard this, but Alberts by us uh, came under new ownership, so it's still Alberts but different people. Oh, is, it, is it good or no? It used to be good. I, I haven't had it yet. Yeah, I haven't had it yet, so I don't know. But I'm. I'm a little uh, I hate when they do that. If they're going to change ownership, yeah. they got to change the name. It's false advertising. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, just figured I'd throw that out there because I know pizza was a topic a while back. So, um, I, I um, so obviously I'm looking at the back page in the Newsday as I'm big and I'm getting them ready to go out, and and uh, so there's a shot of Diaz on the mound, you know, and. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, uh, there's a headline on there saying how, and I I expect no less, but you know they they're saying how they're all in. It's it's World Series or bust this year, which which is great to hear. I just hope, you know, I, I hope that they <laughs> go into realistically into the you know their their plan for the season because the the one thing that was such a a downer last season was the fact that they did so little at the trade deadline, and, and they really need to you know, make an impact however they can, you know, the, uh, with, with this year's trade deadline as well. Just, I mean, everybody needs to do something around there, whether it's to put them over the, over the top or, you know, the, fill a need due to an injury, whatever it is. But, uh, you know, the, um, you know, but seeing that, you know, at this point of the very beginning of spring training is, is a nice, uh, you know, nice uh, starting point. Yeah, well, so. those are, I mean, that's going to be the expectations now, Eric, with Steve Cohen. When you have the highest payroll in the league, you're going to have the expectations to win the World Series. Simple as that. So they better yeah, embrace absolutely. it. And I talked to Right, Ter- and, and, and they made it, yeah, I'm sorry, they made it no secret, too, in, in the very beginning, you know, the, the three- to five-year window. So this is year three now, you know, so uh, it's not really a surprise, but it's nice to see, you know, every now and then you, you need to see it in print, you know, or, or hear somebody say it. Uh, right, because it wasn't know, it wasn't it wasn't a common thing. It hasn't been, you know, for the BC Mets before Cohen. It was not a common thing. And I was talking with Terry Collins about this yesterday on Baseball Night in New York on SNY. And Terry was saying how, yep. yeah, he was basically saying embrace it. You got to embrace, you know, because there's a big difference this year for the Mets than it was last year. Last year was still Buck's first year. We weren't sure about Lindor. It was year two of him coming off right. a disappointing year. There were a lot of unknowns, and the expectation was playoffs. They have to make the playoffs. They won 101 games. They made the playoffs. The way the season played out, it should have been a little bit more, but ultimately their goal is the playoffs. Now, this year, they are a team that is expected not only to make the playoffs, but a team that should go far in the playoffs, and it is higher expectations. So it's totally different than it was even a year ago. Right, right. Well, but also, too, with the same – at the same time, knowing that, and it was brought up yesterday, I think, I, I don't know if it was uh, Hector brought it up, but uh, somebody also mentioned, again, you know, Philly is 
at the moment a little bit better. Uh, you know, certainly uh, the Braves are, you got to contend with them, you know, uh, so there, there, there are some obstacles out there. I mean, you know, we, we don't know, it's not the same division, but San Diego is always considered to be a powerhouse because of the talent on there. They, they haven't always shown it, you know, uh, cause they, they haven't won the division yet, surprisingly. But uh, I mean, there, there's a lot of teams in the National League that you, they're going to have to go up against to get that spot. And, and, you know, you go in there hungry. This is the thing. Well, we're going to know <clears throat> how, how hungry they are based on, I think, their play. And uh, that, that, that's what I'm. That's what I'm going to be looking for. So yeah, I'm just anyway, worried yeah, about have a good rest of the morning. You too, Eric. Thank you for checking in. I would be worried about, or maybe not worried. I Man, that's probably the wrong word. But just following the Mets this year, you know, similar to where we always talk about the Yankees. Well, yeah, that's great. Regular season, whatever. Get me to the postseason, and really get me to the ALCS against the Astros. I mean, that's what it, they're going to be judged on. Can they get over the hump and get to a World Series? That's what it's about. But it's been about the Yankees and their offense in the postseason. They will be judged by what the bats do in the postseason. And year after year, it's been a disappointment. And with the Mets now, it's going to be, are they going to be able to close out the division? And if they don't have the lead and they just make it to the playoffs, get to the postseason as a wild card team, then it's going to be, okay, well, you got in. Now go get it done with the rotation that you have. But the first step would be if they do happen to have a lead or they're battling for the division with the Braves or the Phillies or both, can they close it out and get the all-important top seed? Even though it didn't work out that way for Atlanta, still. I mean, you, the goal is to get that. You know, Eric, you mentioned the Yankees postseason. And I know we talk about this, you know, at times throughout the course of a, a year. But it is incredible when you actually take the time to look at it and see it that the Yankees, since 1995, have missed the postseason four times. Four times there has been postseason baseball since 1995 without the Yankees. And three of those four years came in the dark span from 2013 through 2016. So, remember, this run that the Yankees have been on now, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, and 22, six-year run, it started after a dark period of missing the playoffs three out of four years. And the one time that they did make the playoffs, they lost on the wild card. I mean, that doesn't even really count. Yeah, it does count technically, Marco, but you know what I mean. They lost to Dallas Keuchel and the Astros in that wild card I was going to say, did they even score in that game? I don't think they did. They, they did they not. One nothing. they lost. Yep. Oh, no, no, no. Uh, it was one nothing. Tanaka, never, I remember giving up a homer, but I don't know if it was one nothing. Uh, Fleas is saying 3 nothing. Yes, it is 3 nothing. Good call. Yeah, yep. Tanaka took the loss in that game. Keuchel got the win. 3 nothing. But yeah, they didn't even score, and that was at home. Mm-hmm. No, that's about right. That's That epitomizes the Yankees in the last... Seven, eight years. But those those <laughs> four years, one playoff appearance, which was a getting shut out at home to the Astros, and then three years not making it, that was a dark period mm-hmm. for for the Yankee franchise that basically has had no blemishes. I mean, 2008 would be the other year where they closed out Yankee Stadium right. without any postseason. But other and then than they that, spent half a billion dollars and they won the World Series. 
Yeah, right. Okay, right. The next year they right. So they didn't make the playoffs. The first time they didn't make the playoffs since two thousand uh, since uh, nineteen ninety five. First time that they didn't make the postseason. The year after that, they spent all the money. They win the World Series, and obviously that's the last one. But think about all those years with playoff berths. Like that is incredible to me. It is. Look, the run that they've been on and the consistency is tremendous, and it's something that needs to, you know, give them credit for it. However, the other side of it, and you know, not to be the Debbie Downer on this, but you have the same problems in this run since 2017, which you want to add in 2015. They don't hit when it comes playoff time. And it's the same thing year in and year out. So whether Brian Cashman wants to hit the, hey, we were one, we're four games away from getting to the World Series, you hit what? A buck sixty in the playoffs? Like there's a lot of the same issues year after year, but the consistency from ninety-five has been remarkable. The comparison was the nineties Knicks, because I was saying before, growing up as a fan of the Knicks in the nineties, I remember thinking to myself, like, if somebody told me they're not going to make the playoffs in your lifetime, I'd be like, what are you kidding me? The Knicks aren't going to make the playoffs. Not only yeah. did they make the playoffs every year, they had a top four seed, and basically the first round was an automatic. It was right. a bye. So they, the Knicks have won one playoff series in the last 23 years. That's it. Think about that. Think about <sighs> That's, that. I mean, they, and you know it, but to hear that, yeah. yeah. And, it, and it's and to look when at they beat the, the Celtics, yeah, with, right? with Melo. Yeah. And, they were, and even that year... Which was their best year that they've probably had, you know, record wise or whatever. And yeah, three seed, fifty something games, fifty two wins. Even that year, they lost to the Pacers in the second round, who they should have beat. Mm-hmm. They were better than that team. If they would have lost to the Heat in the finals in the Eastern Conference Finals, all right, it right. happens. To the lose to the Pacers, disappointing. But think about that: the Knicks, a franchise who I you we're same age, Marco. Yeah, roughly. Yeah. So we grew up knowing that the Knicks were an automatic in the postseason. Basically, an automatic first round win. Yeah, for a, a decade, and now the last two decades, they've had one one postseason series win. How is that even possible? You would th- again, even look. I knew they had Patrick Ewing, but even when they were not the Knicks that went on the run, even when they were the bad Knicks in like the early nineties, they still made the playoffs. Now they didn't win a series, and you were kind of like, ah, geez, this is disappointing. But you're right. I mean, the point of to not even get there, to not even be a factor, uh, it's it's almost hard to do in the NBA. And now it's a little bit different with that play-in tournament. Uh, now it's even worse if you can't get in. But then it's different if you can't get into the, you know, the top six. It's it's a little bit it's funkier now. But 23 years. That's... They, well, they made the playoffs to your point since 87, 88. They made the playoffs every year through 2000 and 2001 One. season. So starting that 2001-2002 season, that's when Van Gundy bolted and was like, I'm out of here because I know what's coming. And I'll even say that 2001, they lost in the first round to the Raptors yeah, in five games the, yeah. at the at the Garden. Right. And I remember after the season was over, I was talking to a friend. The words I used was, I'm embarrassed right. that they lost in the first round to the to Raptors. The Raptors. Right. I know they were old. I know they were beat up. I know Mark Jackson was probably their best player on the floor that, that series. I was embarrassed that they lost in the first round. I was going to say prior to that, they did not lose in the first round. Uh, let's see. 91, I think, yeah, off the top 90, of my head. 90, Yeah. So, for me, I came in a little bit after that. Like, I was, I, I paid attention to it, but not, like, I think my first year was probably 92, 93, really being. Best Nick team the that they had. Right. So, but the, you're talking about lost in the semis, lost in the finals. Again, lost in the NBA finals, conference fi- semis, conference semis, conference semis, conference semis, finals, conference finals. And then the first round. So for me, losing in the first round of the Raptors, and I went to one of those games, I remember thinking, like you, like, 
what the hell just happened here? I was blind to see the writing on the wall. Mm-hmm. I, it was an automatic. Knicks first round, Knicks Raptors, an expansion right. team first round. Right. They can't lose that. And that was the beginning of the end. I mean, that was it. That was it. That was the, yeah, that was the last. I mean, they missed the playoffs two years in a row after that. And then I, I remember then they Isaiah. Yeah, yeah Tim say, Thomas, and they got swept in the first oh, round. Right. Of the I actually covered a little bit of that for the fan. I was going out getting sound. That was the Joey Waller, Kenyon Martin. What if, <laughs> what if the bleeping building fell down? But <laughs> uh, which was the highlight of that series. But I remember going to the Garden for I think Game Three because they got swept. And mm. Isaiah goes, "Welcome to the playoffs." And I'm like, "You idiot! Welcome to the playoffs. We've known nothing but the playoffs. <laughs> How about you win a game? Welcome to the playoffs." <laughs> And then they didn't make it again until the the Mellow years, right? With D'Antoni in 2010, 2011. And that's what we talked about before. And that was Mellow when he came out. was halfway through in the year. First round, loss. First round, loss. Then they lost in the semis after winning that first round. That is... Yeah, when they dropped the confetti, when they won the game against the Heat, when they got beat four games to one, then they dropped the uh, balloons and the confetti at the Garden. Oh, did they do that? No, uh, if I'm not mistaken, right? That was where Stoudemire punched the uh, fire hydrant. Uh, I don't know if that was the same year. I I I don't well, remember. Not. I feel like that might have been the year before, but I, I, now it escapes me. Well, didn't they lose to, well, whatever. It doesn't really matter. Bottom line is they haven't had any success, basically, in the last 20-plus years. Look at, you look at the page where the Yankees is all filled in. The Knicks, it's empty. I mean, they've made the postseason since that run where they ended up losing to the Raptors in the first round. They've made the postseason five times. Five times since 2000. I mean, that is hard to put 2001. Five times. And, you know, and the hard part for me is I, I even said, too, we were having this conversation not too long ago, as much fun as it now is and the fact that they're not a laughing stock, I feel like, unfortunately, the bar is set. After all these years of guaranteed the playoffs, if you lost in the conference finals, it sucked and what, what now I feel like the bar for the Knicks is don't be a laughing stock. Yeah, right. And I feel like that needs to be raised because I, I now I feel like we've been beaten down for so long. To me, it's not good enough that this team – as much as better but they as it are is, make the playoffs. I understand that, but I feel like they're still their ceiling is conference semis. That's see, not good enough. See, I, you're right, and I'm still trained like, oh, big deal, they make the playoffs. Like, big deal. I, I don't care about that. I want to see a team that could go far. But in comparison to the last 20 years, I making know. the playoffs is a big deal. I know, here. but that's the thing. So, like, are, are we really getting to that point where we're in New York? Getting to the playoffs and maybe making the conference semis. Yeah. That's the bar. Like, that's right. what we're looking at. That's good enough. Right. And we're settling for Jimmy Garoppolo for the Jets or Ryan Tannell for that matter. The same thing yeah, with right. the Jet fan. Yeah, right. right. With the Nick fan. Like, oh, well, at least get me to the playoffs. For what? So you could be fodder for, for the, the, the top four seeds? Settling for getting swept in the ALCS. It's not good enough. Matt settling for a 101 win regular season. It's, it's not good enough. We're we, losers. We have to set the bar higher. We were, Look, New York was always the epitome of the top of the line. Giants, nice. A little run. And I feel like we've gotten all to the point. All of our teams, hey man, we're, it's fun. They're a scrappy little team. We can get to the playoffs. And then, Woody, hey, you never know after that. That's not good enough. It's a problem. It's not good enough. Raise the expectations. We're better than that, New York. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. 
Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.